0: you gardening cats and gators, hey, spring has sprung. (laughs) It's beautiful out there, so I hope you get a chance to do some gardening this weekend. It's going to be a good one, I think. I want to say hi to everyone I spoke to uh, this week. So uh, right after the show last week, I zipped out to the Edgewood Nursery. If you haven't been there, that is a wonderful nursery. And they let me give away about half the store at my garden talk. So uh, it was wonderful seeing all you folks out there. And um, they had quite a great party. And uh, the cook there uh, did up some Brussels sprout relish. Oh, la, la. (laughs) That stuff is so good. So uh, really a blast, and thank you. He sent me home with a great big jar full of it, and I'm enjoying it immensely. And uh, so, hey, if you haven't ever been to the Edgewood Nursery, 11000 Street, check it out. It's a great place. So then I drove over to Yakima right after the talk, got there kind of late, went to a really fun dinner over at Ron's house. Ron, you're the best, man and uh and then sunday we uh did a big sunday tea at one of the most beautiful houses from 1910 and uh, there were uh elm trees there from 1912 they are so huge you can't believe it in this spectacular garden and i got to say that uh i think that uh my good friend uh greg butler and i may have to uh, quit our day jobs and become uh, auctioneers because we auctioned off some trees. This was all to help the uh, Yakima Arboretum. So we auctioned off some trees. We are great auctioneers. What can I say? They went for a lot. It was a lot of fun. So, uh, so Greg, yeah, get ready. You and I are going to become uh, auctioneers. Greg Butler is. Uh, I call him the Yakima celebrity because he's totally famous because he grew up in Yakima. So that makes sense. Hey, uh, so then uh, I hopped in <laughs> hopped in the big silver bird and flew over to uh, Spokane where I spoke for one of the best garden clubs in the state. And it's the uh, Inland Empire Garden Club. And that, they're the audience was so huge at my talk. I had so much fun. And my talk was about uh, the tour I led to Ireland. So it was really a blast. I remembered all my fun stories from Ireland. And uh, I think that, that the one story I remember the most is when I went to visit the Guinness Beer. Uh, they have a really cool place you can go. And it's, it. It's a real tall building. It's seven stories, shaped like a beer can. And you get to the top, and the view uh, is spectacular. And uh, the only problem was it's so hard. There are so many people. Mary and I had to fight our way in there to finally get a beer. It took us like a half hour to finally get uh, get a beer. And then when they make it for you, it has to sit for three minutes before you could drink a Guinness for all that foam to go down. So it was about killing me, but I got my beer. All right. So, uh, it was wonderful seeing all you folks in uh, Spokane. The Meyer sisters have been running that garden club since, uh, for 25 years. I don't know how much longer they can keep doing it, but they are, it's just one of the funnest, best garden clubs. They have all kinds of dating nights and (laughs) you name it, they have it. So, uh, all right, they've uh, brought their whole crew down to see my garden, their whole club to see my garden. That was a lot of fun, 40 people on the bus and uh, showing them my garden at home. Hey, and uh, today I'm doing something. Oh, by the way, I shouldn't forget to mention I was on New Day this week. I hope you saw it. You could still get that on a podcast or whatever they call it, a video so, you can go there, and I showed some of the coolest house plants that you can mix into your outdoor containers to really do something good. And uh, I'll tell you, my favorite are crotons. They're called Codiatum And also uh, Calathea, or the rattlesnake plant. And I did, I put some of those together out in my backyard this morning. That was so fun to do. I've been on the road so much, I haven't even finished planting all my containers yet this year. So uh and I'm taking off for California Monday. And uh, I know I we've got a garden tour coming I think Thursday. And then I think I'm hopping on another played Friday. Oh la la, it's nuts <laughs> but I'm having fun. Okay, so hey, where I'm gonna be today is one of my favorite events of the whole year. It's sorta of culture it's at Legion Memorial Park in Everett. And uh, so if you haven't ever been to this, it's just tons of garden art. Everybody has to make their own garden art to be a vendor there. So you can't, you know, you can't go buy it in China and sell it there. You have to make it yourself or you don't get to do it. And they also have all kinds of vendors with rare and unusual plants. So it was it's a really fun event and I give a talk at two o'clock and they let me get I go around to all the vendors and some other things and get some really fun things to give away. So uh, oh boy, boy, it's gonna be so fun. All right. And uh uh just uh, I think that's I just wanna let you know I will be at uh the uh Vashon Center for the Arts Garden Tour. And I'm there on Friday night, I'm pretty positive now. (laughs) And that goes June 22nd and 23rd, but I'll be there for the pre-party the night before. So I hope lots of you come for that. All right, listen, I'm flying solo today. I hope I get lots of phone calls from you folks. It's it's gardening weather, so I'm sure there's plenty of questions out there. So, uh, all right, so... Anyway, give me a call, one Cairo 973 973 We'll talk serious gardening on 97.3 cairo FM. FM. Hi, right, welcome back. Hey, let's stick Steve in Bellevue right on 97.3 Cairo FM.
1: Steve, what's happening? Hi. Hi, Cisco. Thanks for taking my call. A couple questions. Number one, I had this lily that, uh, beautiful lily that would bloom every single year for probably the last 10 or 15 years, and it was about a foot tall, and I came out in the morning to water it, and something had snapped it off about oh. a quarter of an inch from the ground. Oh. Is is it toast? Is it gone now forever, or will it rebloom next year? Well,
0: you know, there's only one way to find out. So if you if you can leave that space so that it might grow back, but uh, if it does grow back and it gets strong enough, I would give it a lot of fertilizer. <laughs> uh, if it grows okay. back and it you know uh, grows fairly tall. Then you got a chance of it maybe coming back and blooming next year. But I'll tell you the truth. I've had slugs bite them off at the base quite often. And uh, uh-huh. when that happens, I have never had one come back and bloom another year. It's just been toast. Ah. What a heartbreaker. Okay, that's
1: yeah, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I've been there for a year. The other thing too that I'm, I'm not really sure about, but we've got an infestation of rabbits all over here now. Oh yeah. And it's kind of, they're chewing a little bit on my dahlias and I even caught them the other day trying to chew on, on some new growth on a, on a rose bush and so forth. Other than chicken wire and fencing them in, anything that you can recommend that's that uh, to discourage them.
0: Well, i i, I know that uh, they've been advertising a new rabbit control on my radio show. It's it's a repellent, so it might okay. be worth it. Might be worth trying that. And if you don't have a dog, you could try the other ones called Plant Skid. I don't know too much, but people called up and said that uh, it repels them, and it's pig blood. Why would pig uh, blood repel a rabbit? <laughs> I don't know how that could be, but uh, I'm not going to try that because I got two dogs and they're going to go nuts if I put that out. But yeah, hey,
1: everybody's there's a lot of raccoons. There's a lot of raccoons in the neighborhood too. I'm afraid that it probably attract
0: them. So I'm not sure or it might repel them, but I can tell you one thing: uh, 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 there, everybody's got rabbits right now. They are all over the place, and they're big, too. So I'm I'm getting reports from every city in western Washington right now. What brought them in, I have no idea. I saw the first one about five years ago in my neighborhood, and I thought, oh, no, because I grew up with those things. But you know what's getting them, and they're building up in numbers, too, coyotes, I just got a ah. just got an email from a buddy of mine saying a coyote got a rabbit in his backyard. He didn't see the coyote, but it's all munched up so <laughs> so hey if if I could invite coyotes in and I knew they wouldn't eat my thirteen week old puppy, I'd do it, you know,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, no kidding but this, yeah these are this one is obviously done what rabbits done there's a big i guess it's a female and and uh Four Or five little ones running around. Yeah. I mean, they're cute as heck as long as, you know, until they start eating
0: my stuff. Oh, yeah, I saw a baby in my garden yesterday. And I'll tell you what, uh, the problem is every female rabbit can have 18 young in one season. So, oh, uh, wow. we got a problem on our hands. We all got to buy wiener dogs, it's the only
1: thing that'll keep these things under control. <laughs> I wonder if they've got something Cisco that would be like like birth control for the for the rabbits that that they would eat. <laughs> uh,
0: Maybe they could start letting sterile rabbits out there. You know they do that with insects. They've tried that with mosquitoes. They released millions of sterile mosquitoes. They mate with the females, but they don't have any babies and they think they have them so they stop mating. Maybe we could do this with uh, rabbits. Let's do it with squirrels, by the way, at the same
1: time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding.
0: Oh, boy. No yeah, kidding. it's so. it's going to—I'll tell you what's going to happen, though, because this is what happened in Wisconsin all the time. So I grew up in Wisconsin, and there were gazillions of rabbits there. They'd all get some kind of disease, and it would wipe them out, and you wouldn't hardly see one for a couple years, and then they'd slowly start building up again. And that's what will happen. There's yep. so many that they're going to get something. It's just a matter of time. So. Yeah, I
1: remember three years ago that there was a, a form of distemper went through all the raccoons up in Vancouver, B.C., yep. and uh, the, the problem that they had with it was the primary predator for skunks was the raccoons. And when the raccoons oh. disappeared, the skunk
0: took off. And- <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's always something bad about the good things that happen. There's two sides to every sort. Oh, yeah, getting a skunk <laughs> epidemic. That would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, my gosh. You know, I have to tell yeah. a story quick. You know, it's so different where you live. So my brother, Rob, lived up in the mountains of Colorado. and We're on the phone. And uh, he goes, hang on a minute. I hear, he goes, dog, God, I missed that skunk. (laughs) Gets back on the phone. We just have a normal conversation again. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, I'll tell you, maybe, uh, well, I'll take coyotes over rabbits any day. They're eating my plants, too. It's driving me nuts. I have two dogs, but they're still working away in my garden. Uh.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll look, I'll look. for that advertisement on your show, and yeah, that I'll buy some of
0: that. Stuff. Yeah. You know, if you buy, if you call Malbax or Swanson's or Sky, any of those good nurseries, and ask them if they got that new repellent, I bet you they got it, and uh, you, you can pick that up. I don't know if it works. Nobody's told me yet, but I suspect they've tested it. Probably does good, but you're going to have to put it out a lot.
1: Okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. Just see what I can do to stop them. But I, I may just, in case, uh, case the dahlias and chicken wire, that should stop them.
0: Yeah, so. that helps a lot. It really does make a big difference. All well, right. all okay, right, thanks
1: Steve. thanks a lot for your help, Let's go Appreciate it. All right.
0: Hey, if you leave that lily in, let me know if it comes back, will
1: you? <laughs> Definitely will do that. I'll call you next year and let you know for sure. All right, thanks a lot. Right. See you, Steve. Yeah. Bye. Right, you're welcome. Uh-huh, you welcome.
0: Okay. All right. We got a few minutes. Uh, Just so you know, I am flying solo. So uh, after the news, I'll be answering phone calls. One triple eight nine seven three Cairo. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. But I did get a real quick email. I can do, and that is Rick from Snohomish uh, uh, sent me an email. And he said, is there any citrus trees? tried to grow miter lemon and it died outside because you can't leave it out in the winter. You have to bring it into the house and then you get problems with spider mites and everything else. So I basically said, is there any citrus I can grow in, si- in Snohomish, but in, the- in Western Washington that is hardy and I can leave it out? Well, there is one. And uh, it is called Ponsiris trifoliata. So Ponsiris trifoliata. It's, and then it's the typical one that you'll find at a nursery is called Flying Dragon. Its other name is Bitter Lemon. And uh, so this thing is one of the coolest plants in my garden. I have it outside year-round has striated bark, so it's got these white stripes in the bark that look cool. It's contorted as can be, so it's got this cool contorted foliage. Uh, It gets white, fragrant citrus flowers in the spring. Then you get these beautiful yellow fruit that come out. They start green, but as the season goes along, they turn kind of a beautiful, bright yellow color, Then you get the best fall color you've ever seen, and the fruit uh, contrasts with that beautiful color. Holy cats, it knocks your socks off. It's so beautiful. And uh, then when the leaves fall off, you got the beautiful contorted foliage. Two things you might not like about this plant. Number one, the fruit is so bitter. You can't put enough sugar in lemonade to drink that stuff. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just licked one of the fruit, and I thought I thought I wasn't going to be able to talk for three days. I'm talking better. The other thing is, it has the nastiest prickers. They kind of bend downward, and they're huge. They are those prickers are terrifying. Even weeding around that plant is so scary. Of course, I planted mine right by the side of the sidewalk, so that it grabs people walking by. You know. Uh, kind of interesting looking out the window seeing people trying to extricate themselves so I try to keep it pruned back but uh, but it's really a cool plant so if, if they're kind of rare but sometimes you find them at the nurseries you won't be eating the fruit but it looks really cool. Okay give me a call. 1-888- 1-888-973- 5476 one 973 5476 we will be back after the news. Oh, la, la, I do appreciate uh, you tuning in today. It's very nice of you to listen to my show on such a nice day. (laughs) Hey, let's go to Renton now. B, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing great, Cisco. You cracked me up so bad. (laughs) Oh, la, la, thank you. (laughs) So, listen, I I do, uh, my first half of of my uh, comment and then question is, I really feel that you have single-handedly... I created a wonderful world for people that never, uh, probably have never gardened. You make it look so fun. It's like, hey, I'm going to do this. And I distinctly remember when you and Megan first started together on TV, she used to make the funniest looks. She used to look at you so funny and make the funniest comments because you had her going. Remember when you guys first worked together? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, she, she was new to gardening. And she, when they, when King Five asked us if we wanted to do a garden show together, they actually called her in and said, "We want you to work with this guy." She almost faded. She goes, "I don't know anything about gardening." You know, she didn't really want to do it, but once we started to do it, oh my god, we had so much fun. Uh, we laughed so hard every time we. Made I know,
3: soul. you, you, you amaze all of us. Okay, so uh, to my question, so don't crack up, but I scored a free tomato plant at McClendon's <laughs> during the memorial sale. Oh, cool! <laughs> it's so cute. It's in a one-cup container, and it's about 12 inches tall. Okay. So I decided I'm going to put it in a five-gallon, um, which already did, a uh, pretty good-sized container to give it a chance, and now I don't know if I should stake it, cage it, uh, what what fertilizer you know cuz it was 2 weeks ago i got it what should i do
0: now well you definitely want to fertilize it especially since it's in a pot now uh you if if it's easy to do you could work a bunch of organic uh tomato food in you want uh, just about in a 5 gallon uh pot which i think you can grow it in there uh you're going to want to use at least a half a cup of tomato food And I'd use organic. And the other thing i do is I would work some uh, fish bone meal in there. Like a a good half handful of fish bone meal in there with the fertilizer. And uh, so you're going to have to work it into the soil with some kind of tool. But probably the roots haven't filled it up that much. I think you can get away with it. That's only going to hold it for six weeks. After six weeks, you'll want to use something... Some kind of uh, soluble liquid houseplant fertilizer to to fertilize it, but uh, and you got Organic. you got drain holes in that pot and everything, right?
3: Yes, there are oh, drain but, but. holes. It, it's plastic. The reason why I chose that is because I didn't want it to uh, dry out too quickly during this hot weather we're going to end up having. So I figured if I went plastic with holes, it might retain some of the water. That's you no, know, and not.
0: That's a darn good idea. You are are on the ball on that one, B.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because plastic
0: dries out pretty slow. So you do need, I don't know what kind of tomato you got. You don't happen to know the name of it, do you? Yeah, Early Girl. Oh, Early Girl. All right, that's a wonderful tomato. But here's the thing. Uh, You're going to have to stake that. Because it's an indeterminate tomato, which means it just keeps growing and growing and growing taller all season. And it'll be flopping over all over the place. So what I would do, I would get some bamboo stakes or something that are, you know, about six feet tall, at least four feet tall. Four might be enough. And stick them in (laughs) as far as you can. And you might need to, you know, tie some string to the four to kind of keep them from tipping over and holding them up. So you could tie string around it in about four or five places, and then uh, your tomato will grow up in between that. And uh, what you could do is, you know, you can make sure that the string holds up the the branches that are full of tomatoes that are growing out so that uh, it holds everything upright. And, uh, And you should be off and running.
3: Yay! You're not a fan of cages. Well, I love
0: cages, but uh, they're kind of hard to use in a five-gallon pot. If you can cram one in, you could do that. (laughs) But you're going to still you're going to have to stick in some bamboos to hold it up because it's going to flop over with a weight of a tomato. Oh,
3: okay. I'll do it. The master says. (laughs) Well, I think you'll like it.
0: It looks kind of cool, and it holds it up. I got one. I got a steak at home really bad, too, and I just haven't got around to getting time to do it yet. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to do it tomorrow because, you know, tomatoes grow fast, and once they get too tall, then it's hard to cram them in, the, you know, to put something around them and everything to get it to work. So you want to do that pretty soon.
3: Okay, okay. Well, wow, thank you so much. Mike, you're you're so fun. (laughs) Well, thank
0: you. This was a really fun call for me, and uh, 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 I'll tell you, I miss working with Megan like crazy. You brought back some nice memories for me, so uh, thank you so much for your call, B. You're
3: welcome, dear. Have a
0: wonderful afternoon. (laughs) Okay, bye bye. Okay, bye bye. All right, now we're going to Mount Vernon, way up north, and talking to Rob. Hey, Rob, what's happening in Mount Vernon?
2: well, we yeah, had an incredible amount of rain up here, at least where I live, at 700 feet elevation, east of Mount Vernon a little bit. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I think, the, uh, I think the monsoons are done. It just dumped and dumped and dumped. Pretty weird.
0: Wow. Well, hey, and
2: some of us would say you're lucky for now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, jungle, the jungle is growing. Oh, so, good. Uh, you probably may not recall, a year ago, I sent you an email with a picture of a tree that was in my yard is in my yard, and I never heard back from you, so I thought I'd try again. It's, that means uh, I
0: probably didn't know what it is.
2: I know. <laughs> I, I, maybe you don't. Well, we'll I see. I don't know where the tree came from. I didn't plant it. It just showed up, and uh, <clears throat> it started growing. It must be 30 feet tall now, and I did some oh liming on God. it. What, what's it but look like? It's got leaves on it that... I actually have pictures on my phone, if I could send them to you somehow, but it's got leaves on it that are almost like a laurel, a broad laurel leaf, and it produces a, some kind of a seed pod that's almost exactly like a lemon, uh, excuse me, a lime, but it's hard, and I don't know if it's kind of, I don't think it's a nut tree, I haven't oh, it, seen any uh, it,
0: it could no? be it could be a nut tree Cause, uh you know squirrels they plant more trees than any other animal on earth, and they're always hmm. planting nuts. I wonder if you've got like a um oh what do you call it i I can't think of the name of that nut um walnut tree
2: well well I, the leaves I've sound too wal- big I,
0: for a walnut I've seen tree walnut don't. tree. And um, It's not a walnut I, tree, then.
2: I don't think it's a walnut tree.
0: All right, I, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, it's, it's right. interesting. And the and the thing is that the whole the whole entire tree didn't make a whole lot of these pods or whatever you want to call uh-huh. them. These nuts, just a few here and there.
0: You never and, saw uh, flowers? They, Does it have like flowers that hang down?
2: No, it doesn't have any flowers. No flowers. No.
0: For crying out loud. Well probably flowers, but it's so little you never see it. That's huh. my
2: guess. Well, well you, all right. can I can I send you a picture of yeah. it? Yeah. You can't again, send I it think?
0: to me here, but you can send it to me at my house. So go to Cisco.com C I S C O E dot com yeah. and uh, you'll see how to send me an email. Send oh, that okay. and say, Hey, I'm the guy that stumped the tweedle out of you on the show today. <laughs> and okay. uh, I listen I'm I'm out of town practically yeah. all next week so uh, oh, and the okay. problem is if I don't answer emails they go down in my computer so fast cuz I get so many but I'll try yeah, to make a point of marking yours you may not hear from me for a week but I'll oh, sure. I'll at least let you know if you stump me if I can figure out what it is
2: <laughs> All righty well I'll send you some Good, clear digital photographs, and uh, you're right. either going to know what it is or you're not. I've tried yep. looking online, and I couldn't find anything. Well, so. you're,
0: you're lucky you're not going to be at Sorticulture of today over in Everett, because if you would asked me that question and had a sample, and I didn't know what it was, I do throw beats at people who stump me. <laughs> so watch out. I love beats. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm not too crazy about beats, but uh they're good oh. they fly far and they leave a big red spot so it's worth throwing them. Hey listen Rob Absolutely. I better run I got to take a break okay. but uh send me that picture and if I know what it is if I see it I'll I'll tell on next Saturday's show what it is. All right. Okay, hey we'll be right back uh, after this break on 97.3 Cairo FM. Hey, we're gonna we're in the last section of the show. Let's go talk to Kathy right now. Hey Kathy, how
4: are you? Well, I'm okay. It's a lovely day, been outside, but I have something that has really made me very, very desperate. oh. I have a either a blue or black spruce. I don't know the difference. But it has what looks like from the pictures I've gone online. It has needle drops. Oh yeah. it started with this little patch of sort of lichen, and then it goes from the inside down to the tips. Yep. And you're left with, at least we have three in this area. I live in Richmond Beach. And on the tips, all you have are the little growth tips. And then you have all these bare branches. And it's so sad. And this one is about 50 feet tall. It's a glorious one that I've nurtured along. And I don't know what to do. I've had two companies come out, and they want to spray with really toxic stuff. Yeah. And we have bird nests in there. Yeah. And I may have to sacrifice those poor birds, but um, one wanted to do it with BT. the phyllis. No, that's a waste
0: of time. Whoever those people are, they have no idea what they're talking about.
4: No, they don't, and I mean, I'm, And the guy said, "Well, I have to charge you for five sprays," and it
0: was oh, be like thousand dollars. Yeah, it'll be the biggest waste of money you ever did. So let me tell you about uh, Colorado blue spruce. That's what you've got. I'm sure of it, and they're gorgeous trees, but they have so many problems. You can't believe it. We had them all over Seattle. You when I directed the grounds care. So what you've got? The thing that's causing all the needles to fall off. Is an aphid that comes in the middle of winter. So these these aphids come in winter. I've found them on the trees as early as Christmas. So these aphids okay. come, they build up huge numbers, they're a little green aphid, they suck the juice out of the needles. By the time you start seeing the damage, they are long gone, and no one knows where yeah. those aphids go, interestingly. So, so you have to have them sprayed. What I would probably do, I would have someone spray horticultural oil. Unless they hit a bird directly, and the birds will be out of the nest. And when they start spraying, any birds are in the tree will fly away. Unless they hit a bird directly, it does no harm to the birds at all. So horticultural oil, and there's a few different kinds, and they'll spray it once, I'd say, in mid to late January, and one more time in uh, February, about mid-February. And if you get those two sprays, that should totally take care of the problem and uh, okay. now it's going to take time for those needles to grow back, but eventually they will. Now, there's another pest that attacks them. It's called the Cooley spruce gull uh, uh, adelgid. And that thing comes in uh, at different times of year and gets on there. But uh, that's almost impossible to get rid of. Blue spruces are the worst of all the uh, conifers you can grow. They have so many problems. It's unbelievable. But what I'll say to you is I would just make sure that those sprays get done on time in the winter time. So you're going to have to find a okay. company that will agree to do that, agree to spray oil. And I think you'll totally get rid of the problem if you do that every year.
4: Okay, now, I also have tried to be very clean, and so I do my shop vac, and I clean up all the needles that have fallen. Is that going to, Is that necessary to be that
0: nah, tidy? No, nah, it's not necessary, but uh, you might be building up so many, it could almost cause problems on the soil surface, but uh, it's not really necessary to do that. But, you know, if they build up too thick now and then, doing that isn't a bad idea, but it's... It's actually acting as a mulch down there that's probably, uh, you know, keeping the tree from, keeping the ground from evaporating water too fast and things. Right, right. It's on
4: a corner, and it's really high up. I mean, it's actually on the edge of a rockery, but it has a lawn behind it. But I did notice that it had sort of this lichen stuff.
0: Oh, don't worry. That's natural. All trees have that, and you can't do anything about that. Just get those sprays done, Kathy. That's the critical point. You do that, you'll be all right. Okay. Hey, so uh and it's hard to get spray companies to come do it at that time of year, but you'll find someone. Okay, now I'm gonna be at Sorta Culture at two o'clock today and I run around, meet the vendors and get all kinds of cool stuff. My good friend Liz helps me do it. And uh so uh, we have a lot of fun getting cool things from the vendors, and then I give them away. But you're going to have to solve my tough, tough Cisco Garden Stumper questions. So it's at Legion Memorial Park in Everett, and they have a free, uh, free parking, and then you take a shuttle bus over there. So I, I hope I see a lot of you there today. It's a really fun uh, talk for me to give. And I like it that the wine bar is kind of close to where I speak, so those people laugh really hard at my stories. (laughs) Hey, everybody, I'll see you there, I hope. Brian, thanks a lot. Okay, everybody, we'll see you next week or this afternoon. Bye-bye.